Listeners, this is the corner of the round table, and this is the Oracle Hour for the 28th of December 2023. Now, this is the last podcast for for the year. Um, firstly, I just want to thank all of the listeners. I know there's probably about 10 of you, but either way, I want to thank you all for listening and putting up with our garbage, mainly me, over this last month or so. Um, it's been a pleasure doing this, and I, I thoroughly enjoy it, even if we've only got one listener. So thank you to all you guys out there and girls who have been listening. Uh, happy New Year, and I guess bring on 2024. So usual things for the Oracle, uh, I guess, podcast is we're going to do the weekend review now. There's only two horses to follow from the weekend, none of which come from Saturday. And then I'm just going to touch on Doombin this weekend as I could not find a single thing at Randwick or Mooney Valley that really tickled my fancy. And additionally, there's nothing really on a Friday, unfortunately. I do, however, have something for Sunday and there's a bit riding on it uh, with my punters club bet for the year. So for those of that you that listen that are in the punters club, there's a bit riding on this. So let's see how it goes on Sunday. So weekend review, we had a losing weekend, which is, we haven't had a losing weekend in a bit. So we had 16 units spent for a 12 and a half unit return. Um, we backed Cinewan, took the took the $10 about it. Um, it was given a really good ride from Chad Schofield. It was just Tommy's ride on way Ha Ha Falls was, was simply better. Um, we backed Tazaral, who's just simply got too far back there. Um, Freedom Rally is fast becoming that horse that I cannot catch. Now, he's had nine starts for five wins, and I reckon I've backed him the four starts that he hasn't won. So let's see how he goes. And he's going around again this weekend in, I forget which race it is, but I think it's race nine there at Doombin. Um, Aristonius, I'm not sure what to take of his run. I thought he was very, I was very confident going into that run after his uh, first up effort. And he was just really playing. Now, I went back and looked through the stewards report the, the following day, hoping that I'd find something like 3 of 5 lame or EIPH or something along those lines, but there was nothing detected. So maybe it was just a flat run. Maybe we can forgive him. I don't know. Um, let's just wait and see. But to be honest, if he comes up really short next start, the likelihood of me backing him probably is slim to none. Uh, we end up backing Zarastro, um, was given an awesome ride by Angela Jones, took the lead, had a little bit of pressure up the front, but really, really absorbed it, um, sprinted away. Um, you saw, I guess, Spacewalk loom up down the outside. Um, Natuno obviously probably also gave it a bit of a run, but just kicked off really nicely. And like I said in the podcast, he reminds me of Jonker a few years back. And I think if he's heading towards that Magic Million sprint, I think if he draws an inside gate, I think he's a really good chance. Uh, we backed Private Jumbo. I thought he'd lead from Barrier 1 with Bo Mertens back on board. He didn't, and he ran accordingly. It's pretty shit. I'm going to sack the horse now. We also made it quite a decent bet there at, um, on south of Houston. I think it was in the 5th or the 4th there at Mooney Valley. Now, the horse ended up running dead last. Um, I looked through the stewards report again. Nothing horrible. Um, Celine Gaudre did report that the horse felt short in his action or his action felt off, but... Um, vet inspections revealed nothing, so I think it was just another fat run. And considering the horse gave running by Winburn there at Sandown the start prior, who then came out and franked the form, I thought he was a really confident bet, and I thought he would salute. So had he not been included in the strategy, we probably would have finished with a one and a half unit uh, profit, but so be it. 
Um, now, in terms of horses to follow, now I've got two. So I backed both of these there on Boxing Day. One was in the first race there at Caulfield, um, Girls, Girls, Girls. Um, now, I think wherever she goes, I think she could be a moral in a maiden, ideally over at about the 2,000 metres. Um, I did back her on Sunday, um, and the race was one and one very early on the piece by Joel McNeely rode the Gaybot horse. Um, enormous, she was enormous on debut again behind Dealing Aces, which with that race rating enormous, so her final 600 metres uh, for the Quinella was actually 11 lengths above Medjmark, so well above that maiden grade. Um, now, we might get a price about her next start, so put her in the in the black book, so it's girls, 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 three words. Um, she SP'd $18 there on debut and then $6 at her next start, so I think there could be a, a good chance there for us. And the second one is Mork. Eb or M A W K E B um, is another one in my black book. After, actually, after his trial, I really liked it with Private Jumbo. Funnily enough, uh, first up he had excuses, and then second up run uh, on a Monday, I think it was, was was enormous. Um, he had to make a wide, long, sustained run. Um, he was on, I got on at twenty five dollars, and he went down by just um, under half a length, which hurts a little bit. But I think the mile third up would be perfect for him. So I think if you look him in, back him in similar grade, I think he'll be really suited in this off season racing. Now, like I said, this weekend, unfortunately, I don't have really anything for Randwick or Mooney Valley. It's a really tough card, particularly with it being those Vobus races there at Mooney Valley, and then Randwick is obviously typical off season. Now, I've got a flu. A few black bookers running but nothing that's really tickling my fancy and nothing i guess when we say in terms of of horses where there's an edge really in the prices so the horses that are running is contemporary there which we spoke about in the last race in previous podcasts and then we've also got grabini there who carries voldemort so it'll be a no bet race for me there so i won't be betting um there at moody valley or randwick now, we go to Doombin. So the rail is out three metres on Saturday now. It was very hot today on um, Thursday the 28th here in Brisbane. I think it was around 36 degrees, and tomorrow's just going to be as bad, around the 37 mark. So the bomb aren't making it easiest for predict any weather, so I would advise against betting early in these races. And again, those early prices have been snapped up now if, you, if that was something you were going for. So the bomb have predicted 10 to 25 mils on Saturday. So tomorrow's going to be all right with a chance for thunderstorm. So I'm not sure. It'll depend on when these showers hit. Now, they're saying they're going to be in the afternoon and evening, but who bloody knows with, with how things are going at the moment. So the track at the time of recording, so right now I'm recording around 8 p.m., um, it was a heavy eight when I looked at it. And so I expect with this hot weather, I do expect the, um, the track to dry out. And I think it will likely, with no unexpected rain, I think we'll probably end up in a soft five, soft six come race one on race day. Um, I think it should play fairly. But like I always say, with, with anything with weather and these hot, humid conditions just see how the track's playing and you'll get a good idea with any sort of patterns in probably race ones twos and threes um the unfortunate thing about this is i have a, a couple of horses which i really like in race one so um this is a bm70 over the 11 10 meters now speed map wise i have quite a decent amount of speed drawn everywhere in this race i think parachutes and in a sec are likely to kick up from barriers three and four um, I think Windburn on point will likely roll across from the outside gates. I think Boom Talk will probably sit three pairs back off the fence, and I think Famico will probably jag back from the wide gate. And I think the same can be said for Get Up Girl, who was back in her trial there uh, recently. So Boom Talk is a horse that I have a really strong opinion of, and I've backed it quite a lot. And I think it's going to it's going places uh, for Maddie Dunn there. 
Um, it took a while to get going, but once he broke his maiden in July this year at Ipswich, he actually defeated a horse by the name of Outlaw, who's actually come through the grades really nicely here in Brisbane and, and actually won some Saturday class races. And most recently, a one and a half length win in a BM78, which is actually bigger than this grade. Um, I think he's put up some big numbers at his for, um, these last four wins, and I think he could be um, one of those horses that Matty Dutton could maybe even take down for a highway down there in Sydney. I'm not sure about that. Um, I have no issues with him carrying the big weight of the 62.5 weights, considering that we're looking at a compressed weight scale with this race, because you look back and he's only really conceding a heap of weight to, to Mom, I think it's Marley Do One and Nikki De Rossa, who are horses that are very inferior in terms of rating points. So the main dangers that he probably has are Famico, Get Up Girl, Jamildi, and On Point, all of which will be carrying very similar weights to him. Now, Famico comes out of a Phillies and Mares BM78, so a grade slightly higher than what uh, we've got uh, on Saturday at Eagle Farm over the 1,200 metres. Now, she did SP $2.80 favourite in that race, so she was met with some market support. So uh, it's one of those things where... I thought she was just too far back, and she hit the line really, really well, which is great. Now, she's um, she does like the Doombin track, but the problem with her is her strike rates. Now, she's only three from 20. So I think map-wise, I think given the fact that she's drawn quite wide in, in barrier 12, I think she's probably going to have to take her medicine and go back in the run. And whether or not she's got the same sort of turn of foot as a horse like Boom Talk or Get Up Girl, I'm not sure. Um... I think I'm preferring the, those other two that I just discussed, but the horse is going quite well and does get the services of Blake Shin. We then move up to Get Up Girl. So this horse is with Clinton McDonald down there in Victoria from, from memory. Um, it's recently been transferred to Tony Gollan. Um, she's only had the six starts and has some really, really good form lines from down in Victoria. Now, she was 1.8 lengths off Magic Time and our Group 1 winner at her second start. And she also been home a horse that I've got a great opinion on in cast. Uh, who he was a very good man. And that was in the Twilight Go Sex. So that was in listed grade. Um, I thought her trial recently was quite good there. at um, I think it was over the 1,000 metres there at Doombin on the 19th of December. Um, she sat out the back and wasn't really asked a great deal until that final last 200 where Ben Thompson gave her a bit of kick and she responded really nicely. Now, she's for two from two first up. And the fact that she's like weirdly drifted is, is surprising to me. Um, but I think she's a horse that if we see any market supporter, you see Tony Golan give her a real good push on his final Gallup uh, vodcast, then I think she's a great bet also. Uh, we've then got Jamaldi there, who's who's been thereabouts this prep. Um, does get to his fir- preferred trip there of the 11-10 metres, where he boasts of five starts for three wins and a third record. And he does prefer softer ground. So if we do see those showers come a little bit earlier than anticipated and the ground is getting a bit softer, I think that brings Jamaldi right into it. And the same can be said for On Point. Now, very small little horse, but um, I think it's a very good one in that. Um, and I think it's going to be, with Michael Rod on board, I think she's she's going to be a really good chance if the rain does come and we do get into the heavy range. Because, like I said, she's a very little horse, so I think she'll glide over the, the heavy going. And she'll likely lead this race or be up there on speed. So she'll play, I guess, um, be a bunny to catch for them. So I think it's actually a really good race to kick off the day with with a couple of progressive horses. So I think race conditions will dictate the betting for me. But I think if we're in the good range, I'll be backing Boom Talk, and I think it'll be backing relatively heavy. But if we're in the soft, I guess, soft six, soft seven or worse, then I think Get Up Girl 
um, is one to keep an eye on along with OnPoint. Um, I'd be keeping a, a close eye on the market there with GetUpGirl as um, rarely do you see the market up here in Queensland get it wrong with those interstate horses that are having their first up runs here in Queensland. So I'm sorry I can't give you a tip there, but um, you, you kind of get where I'm swaying towards given um, the weather that may occur on Saturday. We then now go to the first of the quaddy legs in the Vaux-Row plate. So we've got all the speed in this race is, is drawn outside there in Coney Island, Baby, Noble Style, Black Minto and Zuforia, uh, who are all likely probably to roll forward. Um, now I have Show Me Mercy in my black book. It went straight in there. Um, with Voro written all over it in the notes. Um, I thought he was enormous there in the gold edition after sitting just off the mid- um, off midfield, um, abounding and, um, and uh, forget me who came third in that race, abounding and, um, uh, what's his name, Avone, 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 I think, the, the Matty Sears horse, um, and Tiger Shark um, obviously came fourth there in that race. I thought they all had much nicer runs in transit given the given the way the race shape was and the way that Show Me the Mercy really hit the ground gives me every indication that probably stepping up to the 1350 is going to play into his hands. Now, drawing here in barrier three, I think he can sit much closer and um, let the kind of... There's not a huge amount of speed drawn around him, so if he can sit in the first, I guess, three pairs, I think he's going to be a ripping chance. The only concern I have is that he's never seen a wet track before. Um, he is by a stern, and from memory, I think a stern did handle though the heavy going. But it just it's just one of those things that if we were on a good deck, I'd probably be declaring him in this race. But the fact that we're on that potential soft going, I'm I'm, I'm more cautious. We've then got Chrysor, I think is that how you pronounce it? Is uh, was scratched from last week's Razor Sharp, which was won by um, Wayhaha Falls. Um, as I said last week in the port, I thought the first trial that he had um, on, I think it was in early December, was really good. And the second trial was a typical Waller trial where wasn't really tested going to the line. Now, I know that he's being aimed there for the Magic Millions three-year-old races. Um, so I suspect that Waller being the grand final trainer that he is, I don't think he's going to want a gut buster for him. And given the fact that he's won 861 grand, one would suggest that he's already got the prize money into the race. So is this just a runaround just to get him fit? I don't know. We've then got Zuforia. Now, typical Gaybot horse, we know only one way. They come, um, they roll forward and take the lead. Um, it's coming off two very good wins with the latter coming in open company against those older mares. Um, both runs have been over 1,400 metres, so one would suggest that Zuforia is hard fit. So if we are dealing with some testing going, I think it'll more play into this horse's um, wheelhouse given the fact that it's got those, those runs under the belt. And it did win its super maiden, which I think was two starts ago there on the Kenzo on a soft seven by I think over about three lengths. So the time was actually really, really good. Um, I think the horse is a great chance um, given if we get the rain that's predicted on Saturday. So I think the race, to be honest with the is is a between these three horses because I think Show Me Mercy had Sofrado, Deep Respect and a few of the other horses longer in the market covered. So I think it's between those three. I think Good Deck, I'll be backing Show Me Mercy late, but if it stays in the soft ground, I think you'll be likely backing Zuforia. Uh, but I am very cautious with Waller with Chrysler, but I just don't think there's a need to, to give it a gut buster, particularly on, say, a heavy going, given the fact that it's grand finals in two weeks. We then go to race eight, which is the listed Nudgy Stakes over 1,200 metres. Now, to be honest, when we look at it, 
Um, this is probably the race of the day for me because I think there's a lot of different form lines and a lot of really good horses getting around. So with the speed map, I've got quite a fast tempo set here with there are a lot of speedy horses. Now we know what Chinny Boom can do. Uh, probably will likely be there with Enterprise Pom, Kerr Royale, Paracel does roll forward. Um, Authentic Jewel, if she does make the field, will likely be there as will Masani Royale um, and Extremist who will all be up there. So I think it's going to set up for... I guess a really, really strong race, a fast tempo race, and it'll probably set up for a super, a swooper, or a horse that can handle the, the heavy going. So I think we'll touch on market order. So when I looked at this now, Paracel was actually favourite. I think it's dual favourites now with Comrada Rossa. So it does bring the New South Wales form. Had a very, very nice trial there down in New South Wales on the 18th of December. Now it led up that trial and won with relatively, uh, run relatively easy under no riding from Zach Lloyd. So does get the services of Blake Shin, does handle all going, and if it is one of those on-pace biases, this horse will be up on the speed, so it would be a really good chance if it is favouring those up there. Um, my only concern for her is, is she a genuine 1,000 to 1,100-metre to horse, and or is she actually a genuine 1,200-metre horse? I don't know. So... When you look at her record over 1,200 metres, she's had six starts for only one win. Yes, it's been minor placings, but is that something where she's been overawed in the in the final, I guess, uh, 100 to 200 metres, and she's just run out of gas, and because she's set a great tempo that she's just been there to run the placing? I don't know. My, the jury's out for me whether she can run a strong 1,200 metres, particularly one where there's going to be a lot of pressure like this race, where they've got what you can see is arguably four or five speed influences in it. Um, Comrade Rossa, one of my horses, um, I think had we been on a good deck where I know she can handle it, I'd be very, very keen on her chances. But I think um, I think if we're going around the soft seven or worse, I think you've got to be very cautious with her as she's yet to see it in her um well, she's yet to perform in it in her career. So she's had three starts in the heavy. So you go back and look at it. it was, this was back in um, early 2022 where it was that really rain-affected autumn that we had. So she ran in a, in a couple of Group 3 races down there in, um, in New South Wales on heavy eights and heavy nines and wasn't far off the winners in those races, but it certainly wasn't to her suiting. Now, I do think she is a much better horse around now as she's certainly matured into, into her um, into her fifth year of life, but it's just whether or not she's going to handle those tra- the track conditions. Then got Lady Laguna, who saved ground um, first up and went up the rails in first up in the BM88 at Randwick. Now, this was a day where it was really difficult to make ground from out, um, out wide, so I think you could probably be flattered by her second result in that race. Um, she's a very honest horse, as we know. She rarely runs a bad race. She does drop one and a half kilos from that run and has drawn really well in barrier two to sit a lot more forward and run, which I know is probably going to be an advantage on, at Dooman over those sprint trips. Um, she does handle all going, particularly um, particularly the soft and heavy going, and she's actually never missed the trifecta in four second up attempts. So I think you can certainly make a case for, for her. You've then got Chinny Boom, who's that Boom North Queensland horse. Um, he demolished an open class field up there over the 1,100 metres there in Rocky by 5.3 lengths. It was quite impressive to watch. Did start $1.28, so market did like it. Um, I think he's come back very nicely, this prep, and I, uh, the concern I have is whether or not he can run a strong 1,200 metres or anything further than 1,100 metres for, for that liking. So it's... He's had two attempts past the 1,200 metres and both have ended up in failings. And one was a 7.7 length demolition by Lady Laguna on the heavy going. So 
How I look at him is I've got concerns with him again, very similar to that of um, Paracel handling or running a strong 1200 meters, particularly one that has a lot of high pressure. And that brings me to the horse that I think is is probably the smoky in this race, given the way the race shape is going to be um, set up. So this is one of my black bookers in Essione, I think is how you pronounce it. So E-S-S-O-N-E. Um, so it's number seven in this race. Now, I loved her run uh, three weeks ago Eagle over the Eagle Farm meeting there, uh, over the 1,300 meters. Um, she got some very, very good late spits, and that was off a fast tempo, which is what I expect to get on Saturday. Um, I think she's come back in a really, really good way. She has a 50% strike record at this trip and has some form around some very, very good horses down uh, down in Victoria, particularly horses like She Dances, Scoo Whiff, Rose Quartz, Cardigan Queen, uh, Red Card, I guess, I know a horse who's 1,100 metres. You've got Foxy Cleopatra, Revolutionary Miss, who's gone on to win two races since, um, and Bella Riche. Like, there's a, quite a few horses there um, that she's got good form around. And I think she's she's five from six on soft ground. So one would suggest that if we get that soft going, we get a high pressure race. I think from barrier one, she can sit a lot closer and run. She does get Craig Williams in, in the saddle. So I think if we're dealing again, this is going to be rain dependent. I think if we're dealing with a good deck, I think Comrade Rossa will be a great chance. Um, but should the, the track deteriorate and we don't have an on-pace bias, I think Essione is a ripping chance at around the $20 mark there. Um, we'll briefly touch on the the buffering, which is the 1,350-meter open handicap. Now, I don't think Zusta will run a single meter past the 1,200 meters. Yes, he had a great trial there at Doomben over the 1,000 meters uh, on the 90th of December, but he was out on his legs over the 1,200 meters. I don't think he's a chance. Tamerlane is a ripping chance, um, handles all going, gets Blake Shin, drawn really nicely to sit up there on speed. Old mate Freedom Rally um, is there in this race. Now, again, another horse that hasn't hit um, or seen uh, soft or heavy going, but Rubik horses tend to be going pretty well. You've then, interestingly enough, got uh, Ben Thompson jumping off Freedom Rally to ride the face. So I think that's a good indicator about um, where his where he thinks the the race is going handles all going and then finally we got Kabling there so Kabling came out and won a thirteen hundred meter race at Newcastle in mid November now he did come out and beat a horse by the name of Acquitted who has won two on the bounce and won very impressively last weekend he also beat Home Fearson who came out and performed really nicely uh, there in Group and Listed Company. And then along with Ida, who didn't do super well today in the Bell of the Turf. But one could suggest that that form line around uh, acquitted is very good. So I think if you're looking at this race, go relatively wide here because I think there's quite a decent amount of horses that could could really give it a shake. I wouldn't be including Zoo Style there. I think Tamerlane, Freedom Rally, if he makes the field, the face, Kabling. Um, Iris Songs will definitely be there. Um, 11-11, I think he's starting to fear, go well because I liked his run there behind far too easy. Um, we've then got Chatty Lady. So if, if you see Essione come out and win the race before, then I'd be chucking it in. And interestingly enough, we can see that there's a Waller horse down here in Shopping Esprit. Now, rarely do you see James Orman here in Queensland riding a 34-1 to shot. So this horse is a great record. Um, 
overall. He's had 19 starts for eight wins and three thirds, albeit in much weaker company. But I think he's a really good chance. He'll probably be suited up in trip more over the mile there to 1,800 meters. But he's another one that you can probably never discount. And now this brings me to the last race and one of the another race that I'm really keen to watch. So this is a class six over 1200 meters. So I think the speed map wise, I think Hatchet will likely use gate two to sit a lot closer with Sewarek, uh Viminel, I think is how I pronounce it. Outback Action, Bo Rumble, Sally's Secret, Self-Indulgent, all rolling forward from the outside barrier. So I think there's going to be quite a decent amount of pace and speed in this in this. Now, Hatchet, obviously, is, is, is horse, he's a horse uh, where its record speaks for itself. He's had seven uh, starts for four wins and two and three-thirds at this track and distance. And his actual record at the distance uh, reads 10 starts for four wins, four seconds, and two-thirds. So he's never missed a trifecta over the distance and actually never missed the Quinella here over the track and trip. Now, we had a very nice trial there on the 19th to the 12th over the 1,000 um, meters, I think it was, just ahead of Comrade Rossa. Now, is a really hot trial. He wasn't asked to much, but he sat just outside the speed, and he trucked through the line beautifully. I really love the... Um, I really loved it, that piece of work. Now, Michael Rod is one of my boys, as we're well aware. He trialed him on that day, so he's got an affiliation with him. And the horse is quite a... De- he has a good first-up record also. Does handle soft going also, so if we do get the soft track in later in the day, uh, he's got a five starts for three wins and a third on the soft going. Um, with, I think, the worst of them being a soft seven there at Doombin, which is where he ran third. Um, oh, sorry, I stand corrected. A soft seven there at Ipswich, where he did win it. And it was a three-year-old maiden over the 1350. Now, the other horse who I think is the huge smoky in this race is Navis 2. Now, this is also an ex-Hong Kong horse. Now, I've backed it a lot over there in Hong Kong. Now, it's one of those horses that will get back and run on, and he's got a really, really big turn of foot, and he's a really big, robust, and strong horse. Now, Adam Campton is a very, very underrated and talented trainer here in Queensland, um, and he has a way with his Hong Kong horses, because I knew he used to be, I think it was a racing journalist or 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 something to do with racing there at Hong Kong before returning here to Queensland. Um, now, first up, he was taken back over the 1,100 metres in this grade there at Ipswich. Now, he ran into some crazy interference at the top of the straight where the leaders had been and gone. Now, Ipswich is one of those tracks where it's traditionally over those sprint trips really difficult to make up ground. Um, and he copped some ridiculous sectionals coming home. And arguably, had he not run into that interference, I think he would have gone close to winning that race. Now, he does handle all going, um, and then without sounding bad, he does get an absolutely huge monster um, jockey upgrade. He goes from Elion Chavez, who, again, I'm not having a dig here, but he goes from him to Blake Shin, who we know is a world-class rider and is, is, is stationed up here at Queensland. So I think he's starting to get a feel for our tracks up here. Um, barrier one though is a little bit sticky given his racing pattern but I think if if Blake Shin can get him sitting a lot handier and run a lot more forward in run maybe four three four pairs back the fence and and pray for luck I think he's going to be a ripping chance there as well Um, for quality numbers I'd just be putting six and seven in this to be honest um, and that is pretty much it for my preview of this weekend's racing apologies for for no interstate meetings just given the fact that there isn't a great deal of, of edging down there. Um, I can't really give you anything, but I do have something for you on Sunday. So a bit of a funny story, uh, punters club uh, that I run, 
I'm very outspoken about doing horse multis. Um, I think they're a waste of time and it's a very low percentage play, particularly given that um, you're usually searching for one, two or three winners in a weekend and here you are trying to get them all consecutively. Um, it's our last week of the punters uh, for, to make your money, I guess, and, and stamp yourself to get in the, the top five there. So I've gone really all out in, in this and put my entire kitty on a three-horse multi now. My first two legs... Uh, we're lucky to win today. They were very good. And I've got this horse as my final leg uh, to pretty much take the lead in the punters club. So the race that I'm talking about is Warnable Race 7 on Sunday. And the horse that I'm talking about is Torrenzino. Now, the horse was enormous first up. Um, it was one of those heavy days there at Ballarat. Now, he was over an unsuitable trips because he's by Tarzino. So those horses usually step up around the 2,000, 2,400 meters. Um, he was there over the mile. Now, he was right out the back, over his, obviously out of a super trip, but he clopped some extremely good sectionals uh, coming home late. Now, he hasn't actually really had much, um, I guess, much luck over the um, good tracks, but he hasn't really seen them for that matter either. So he was enormous there. I think the step up in trip's fantastic. I think when Barrier 4, he can sit a lot closer in run there. I think with Station 1 and Mr. Re, uh, me rolling across from the outside, I think he can sit handier in run. And I think I love the booking of Dean Yendel, who just got a good association with the horse. And I think I think he just wins this race, to be honest. Um, cheer him home for me because I know I'll be cheering home on Sunday. And then in on the Monday, so on New Year's Day, my horse is having a run around there. In Flemington race four now, we managed to secure the services of uh, Craig Williams again, which is fantastic. Um, I'll I'll be very, how do I put this, without showing, I guess, a bit of bias again. So I thought she was really good first up over the sprint trip, running against some really good horses, particularly um, Call Him Iggy, who's, who's undefeated, Master Riot, um, Zuporing was another one who's very good in Thunder Award as well. So I thought given the fact that she's a stayer who's probably going to be suited over around the, the 1,800 metres to 2,000 metres in time, I think she did really well. Um, whether or not she's she's capable in this race, I guess we'll find out. The, the market does no idea because it's $5, the, $5.50 the field with I guess, six horses in single figures and our girl out to about $19. Um, with Craig on board, he knows the horse. She'll likely roll forward from the from barrier eight. Uh, probably just let her uh, find her, her spot and I guess let's just cheer her home. Um, and I think that's all I have for everyone. Oh, there's one more that I have. Um, Flemington race one. On Monday, I really like Midtown Boss, um, straight track horse. He paraded enormous there at Flemington there um, back in June. Loved his run. Uh, he was, just went down second to Legio 10. Huge run. And in the start prior to that down the Flemington straight, he actually uh, tied third, only point five of the length behind Airman, who we know has gone on to be very, very successful in, in group and listed company. So... Um, there's your bets for you for the future. So we got Sunday, Warnable 7, Torrenzino, Flemington Race 1, Midtown Boss, and then My Girl's having a run round, so you can have something small on her in Flemington Race 4 in Daya. Anyways, everyone, I hope you have a wonderful New Year's. Um, rip in, have a good time, 
Um, and like I always say, just give us some feedback via the socials if you want me to change anything or do anything differently. Um, I'll probably have a week at, a week off next week, probably give have a week off the punt as well just to give myself a bit of a refresher before we um, get stuck into the Magic Millions following weekend. Anyways, happy New Year's team and have a good one.